Welcome to Views from the Chicks. Thank you guys for listening with us today. Whether it's morning, evening, night, wherever you are, <laughs> you're joining us and we appreciate you. Thank you for the support and for the comments and all that stuff. We do appreciate it. We're always trying to get better and bring more content and talk about different things. So let us know what you guys like or didn't like or what you guys want to address. Yeah. And we can, you know, put that in um, new episodes. Exactly. And yeah, we want to feature one of our followers today, uh, Melanated Crown, uh, who has an awesome hair page. You guys should check him out on Instagram. But they had really, really positive feedback to say about last episode. I'm just going to read a little bit of what she said. She began her statement saying, opening song by Eve took me back my younger day and pretending to rap in the mirror. Love that you guys took the topic serious and paired it with songs that related. Um, as a disclaimer, for those who have experienced the situation firsthand or those that aren't are as educated, it was not, it was a nice touch. You guys play off of each other well and it is a nice flow. All three of you took me through a story of how music used to be back then versus how it is now and how today's music saturates the market so much that you're almost forced to hear it daily. It grows on you because of inappropriate lyrics. You can fully love it. So that was a little feedback from Melanated Crown, and I love the name, so unique. Um, we appreciate your feedback, and we we're glad that we were able to take you back. Just that time, I feel like music was so raw and gritty back then. Mm -hmm. But we really appreciate you taking the time out to even comment and let us know what you think. It makes us feel like what we're doing is purposeful. We do want to say rest in peace to Chuck Berry. If you guys tuned in to episode 9, Black Excellence, where we talked about music, we did dissect most deaf's um, song, Rock and Roll, and he did mention that Chuck Berry was a pioneer in the rock and roll aspect. As we know, it is now... Yes, Sister Rosette. Ah, she is actually another pioneer, and she kind of set set the tone and pe uh, paved the way for mm -hmm. Chuck Berry and others. So mm -hmm. rest in peace to him. And very fitting for today's topic, uh, Rosetta Farr being a woman in the music industry yes. that kind of paved the way for, you know, your Elvis Presleys and your rock stars of the world. So today's topic slash discussion will be about what, Quana? Uh, today's topic and discussion will be all about women in the music industry and celebrating women because March is National Women's History Month. Yay! And we're all women, of course. It's female. Female. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Male Empowerment. Shameless Prudence. Yes. So we wanted to um, pull up some categories of um, musical women and we chose three. So... We're going to talk about leading ladies, mm -hmm. um, which are ladies who are front, I guess, front showmen in yeah. the band. Mm -hmm. or, you know, they carry the band. Oh, they carry, carry yeah. the band, whether they're the singer, the, the, they, you know, they mostly write all the songs, what have you. Uh, we're going to talk about some leading ladies. We're also going to talk about some ladies behind the scenes, some producers, some uh, songwriters, DJs. Some, uh, DJs, you know, people who maybe you haven't heard of, but you mm -hmm. definitely heard their work. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and you'll then, be very surprised. Yes. <laughs> and then um, we are going to round it out with Triple Threat, where we will talk about... Um, these amazing women who seem to just do everything. Every goddamn and, thing. And <laughs> do it well yes. in that. Yes. yes. Do it well. Do it like a lady. <laughs> yes. 
Those were amazing. So to start off this discussion, leading ladies, uh, T, who is your leading lady? Well, I picked the lovely, amazingly talented, and gorgeous Gwen Stefani. Um, no doubt. I love her. Um, she's actually a solo artist right now, mm-hmm. so she's no longer with No Doubt, but I feel like that's how she got her claim to fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I really kind of appreciated No Doubt when they first came out because I feel like they did a really good thing with like mixing the different cultural melodies um i feel like a little reggae vibe sometimes definitely with their songs definitely. so it's like oh my god who are Stop they yeah. yeah so it's so good so it was like very refreshing to have that on the scene and i feel like we don't really see a lot of i guess bands with leads as much as we did back then mm-hmm. it's very like uh sporadic now um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like in the forefront as it used to be but you know Gwen Stefani's doing her thing she's on The Voice as one of the judges mm-hmm. um, and speaking of tying it back to Eve I loved when Gwen Stefani mm-hmm. and Eve partnered up blow your mind yeah. blow Ooh, your mind I forgot so about fun. that <laughs> <laughs> it took a while to get me okay. and I'm gonna catch my time Drop your glasses, shake your asses. <laughs> Let's play a little bit for the culture. Do it. Let's play it. Shake your asses, face screwed up like you having hot flashes. Which one? Pick one. This one classic. Red from blind, yeah, bitch, I'm drastic. Why this? Why that? Lip stop basking. Listen to me, baby, relax and start passing. Expressway, head back, weaving through the traffic. This one strong should be labeled as a hazard. Some of y'all niggas hot, psych, I'm gassing. Clowns, I spot them and I can't stop laughing. Easy come, easy go, Evie gonna be lasting. Jealousy, let it go, results could be tragic. Some of y'all ain't writing well, too concerned with fashion. None of you ain't Giselle, can't walk and imagine. A lot of y'all Hollywood drama, cast it. Cut, bitch, camera off, real shit, blast it. I had to Two odd matches that we didn't think was gonna work out, but it did. It did it. They did it. 
Yeah, yeah think about female empowerment. Yeah, I remember when that song first came out. That was, you know, the TRL era. <laughs> right there. <laughs> and uh, I remember, I was like, even Gwen Stefani's new video? Hmm, what is that going to be? And then when it came out, I remember that was number one for a minute. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. Did they even go on tour together? I think they went on tour. Yeah, they might have. Yeah. That might have been actually more recent. Hmm. That was maybe about a year or two ago. For really? Yeah, about really? a year or two ago because Eve got married mm-hmm. and then she's been married for a while now. Yeah, I think she got married, and a little bit after she got married, she um because I remember this was around the time when Gwen Stefani and Blake got together. Oh, that and wasn't they, that long ago then. Yes, yeah, so it, so it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, they did a tour together because I remember Eve came on Wendy, the Wendy Williams show, and. And she asked mm. her how the tour went, and she was talking about talking it. Talking about it. And so it was maybe about a year or so ago. Okay. That probably was like a dope thing to go to in terms of like recap and mm-hmm. throwbacks and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Remember they also did Rich Girl yes, together. Yeah. Okay, so th- all right, cool. All right, fun facts. Fun facts. What else? So, Kwame, who would be your leading lady? So, my leading lady, I picked Haley Williams mm. uh, from the band Paramore. Amazing voice. Mm-hmm. Amazing voice. Mm-hmm. And she's tiny. And she's a tiny woman. <laughs> she is tiny. Tiny woman. But she, her voice is really like. Did that voice just come out of that little person? Her voice is great. I remember um, that I think that was also during the TRL mm-hmm. time when um, Misery Business mm-hmm. came out that video. And mm-hmm. I think I was home one day just, you know, watching music videos, which I used to do all the time. <laughs> and it was the first time I'd ever heard their music or mm-hmm. seen this band. And when she opened her mouth and started singing... I literally like was on the TV like who is this person and who is that singing like whose voice is that her voice is amazing yes um so if you guys don't know the band is called Paramore just P A R A M O R E and um Haley Williams is the lead singer of that band please I'm sure you guys have seen her yes I'm sure bright red hair Bright red hair is you. It's usually like either red or yellow or orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, really cool style. Really What's that hair. one recent? The recent song that all the kids love. Um, the slow one. The slow one. Maybe there's more than one. The but, only exception. No, no, no. The one. I love that song. Oh, there. don't go crying. Oh, 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 oh. That yes, one. yes, yes, yes. That's um, a popular song. Yeah. They have so many though. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I'm blanking on that. <laughs> yeah. That is another popular one, and um, she did a song for the Twilight movie. I remember. Yeah, I remember that too. Song for the oh, the Twilight, Twilight era. Oh yes. Lord Jesus! Don't remind me. Yeah. That reminds me of yeah. college. Oh. They had, yeah. she, had, she had airplanes with B.O.B. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that song. Mm-hmm. That song was popular. She got uh, she got married last year. Oh, she did. To the guy who uh, is the lead of Newfound Glory. Okay. Newfound Glory. Cool. Um, so just a rock and roll couple right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can do a collaboration. <laughs> that would be interesting. Music. Yeah, that would be very interesting. But definitely check her out, Haley Williams. She's great. Woo woo. Joey, who's your leading lady? 
my leading lady is none other than Miss Karen O of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a Jersey girl, so you know Jersey in the house. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm sorry you're outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll put New York on my back. <laughs> But definitely Miss Karen O, she is like the style icon. She's eccentric. You know, she's very vivacious with her performances. And I definitely wanted to choose her because as T mentioned, there's not a lot of women out there who are at the forefront of their band and really holding their own and holding the weight of the band. And, you know, she said like in an interview, she's someone who's normally, at least growing up anyway, normally very shy and kind of like to herself, but she becomes like this whole other persona when she's on stage, kind of like how Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that's still a thing, but all right. But same kind of thing. Or Yonce. Or Yonce. I think now, now she's figured out how to kind of merge yeah. that whole image. Yeah, and just be Beyonce. Beyonce. Yonce. But I mean, that's I mean, whatever. If you you got to play different characters to bring certain things out of yourself, it makes you kind of more comfortable, I guess, when you step out of your shell. And mm-hmm. Karen's definitely like, okay, I feel so alive. Everyone's just like, where do you muster up the courage to do the things that you right. do? Jumping around, spitting water in the air, and mm-hmm. exactly. all kinds of craziness. And her style, like, she's crazy. She yeah. kind of reminds me of like how. I mean, maybe even she inspired people like Kimbra, who kind of have a very yeah. eccentric look mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Um, and then fun fact as well, if you didn't know, Hold Up from Beyonce's Lemonade album, they definitely used, um, part of their song Maps for that, um, how's it go? Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Yes, they sampled sampled Maps. Yes, they sampled Maps. So Ezra, Ezra Cohen from Vampire Weekend. Which is another amazing person. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) We met him, he's mad cool, mad cool. But um, he was part of the writing team for that song. And that, you know, he's someone that listens to all genres of music and everyone. And Karen's one of his dear friends. And he was he got inspiration from that song and used it towards Beyonce's song. And it worked out. It worked perfectly fine because that song is amazing. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Karen O. Paving the way to your thing, girl. Let's play Heads Will Roll by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
yeah, that's Tezra Roll is probably definitely one of their most prominent songs. I'm sure you guys have all heard it. You should have. It was used in like almost every commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So what's our next category, ladies? Our next category is behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'll start. Yeah, who you got? Uh, so I picked Esther Dean mm. as my uh, behind-the-scenes uh, musical woman. So if you guys don't know, Esther Dean is actually in the Pitch Perfect movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great because she's a great singer. <laughs> I actually didn't know who she was until I saw the movies, and then once I heard her name, I, I knew she sounded very familiar. Um, but yes, she is in the Pitch Perfect movies one and two, and a lot of people don't know that she is a singer. She's a songwriter. She uh, produces music for a lot of people. She's written a lot of songs. She's worked with Rihanna. She's worked with Katy Perry. She's worked, um, and she's worked... It's a lot of people. Timbaland. Timbaland, yes. She Mm -hmm. co-wrote Rude Boy for Rihanna. She co-wrote What's My Name, Rihanna, What's My Name. She co-wrote Katy Perry Fireworks. She's done a lot. Wow, she's really talented. Yes, very talented. Um, I was reading a couple articles about her, and she said that when she goes into her zone, of songwriting, she doesn't like to be bothered. She goes alone by herself in a room, mm. closes the door, silent. She just needs to be with the track, mm-hmm. and the music will come off of that, and then she will send it to whoever needs to get it at that point. But she, you know, prefers to work alone or work in a more closed setting so she can sort of, um, you know, get her inspiration and all that stuff. And I also read, I don't know if this is true. But it, it was quoted from her. Maybe she was just joking. But also <laughs> said that she she'll start arguments with her boyfriend so she can have lyrics to write. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, you need some inspiration. You gotta listen. You gotta use the tools that you got. Okay. Yay. For example, I was nervous when Adele found love. I was like, what the other albums going What the other two albums gonna be looking oh, like? Oh, that's messed up. Yeah, I know. We still waiting on that Mary album too, though. I know. <laughs> But it's, it's Mary Lou Wright. <laughs> that's like, oh, she's happy now. Damn, the music. Like, and then as soon as you know, heard the horse announced, everyone's like, oh no, Mary. Like, this short gonna, gonna be good. <laughs> that album, oh, that album's about to be lit. Oh, I remember once before my mom. Uh huh. Yeah, she's yeah, that's a good one. Coming for somebody. <laughs> yeah, well, was was my life. My life was all about. Is it KC? She dated from KC? One of them. Yeah, oh yeah. God, I think it was KC one of them. The whole album was about one of them. Wow. Yeah, my life. It was one you of caused them. me so much stress and strife. I got a whole, whole album, album about the whole it. thing. Yeah. You must have really. <laughs> <laughs> whole damn thing. thing. Yeah. Check out Esther Dean, Google her. Yes. And then for those of you guys who watch Empire, if you didn't know, Timbaland, he was the one that was doing the music beforehand, but he um, he's exiting the show and they brought on Rodney Jerkins and Esther Dean to do production. Ah, So the music about to be Mm -hmm. Rodney Jerkins, he got you yeah. work with a lot of people. Brandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people. Is he one of his, like, dark child? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 
yes. you know how the songs like uh, all the songs back in the day all, the, like, all that hot yeah. R&B yeah. he said something else yes yeah. he'd be like don't tell that now yes. some shit like that <laughs> you knew what song it was yeah yep. I'm like oh it's about to be fire yep. kind of like now with Mike Will uh huh mm-hmm. Mike Will made Mike what's the other one Maybach music Fire, you already knew fire was coming. What's the other one? If Young Metro don't trust you, yeah. I'm gonna shoot you. Yeah. Like, oh. You know fire's coming. <laughs> I like that little tagline. Uh-huh. Like, that's kind of like how the producers and people behind the scenes. Yeah. Because honestly, you never really know about them until yeah. you, you be like, what's yeah. that about? Yeah. So it's kind of like they're, they're alter ego. Yeah. Like we were just talking about mm-hmm. their business cards. Yeah. yeah. So what was Kanye's alter? Did he... Because he produced for a lot, a of, lot of people. people. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you can hear it. You can you hear, can hear it. Okay, that sounds like a mm-hmm. I don't think he had a tagline. Well, Swiss Beats has one. Like, does Swiss Beats have one too? I feel like he did. It's not coming to me, yeah. but I, he definitely did. He definitely yeah. did. Oh yeah. Would he just be like Swiss Beats on the track? Like, I really I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> he would do a little bit of hype man in the back. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> or like when Lil John produced something. All right. Okay. Like, you said, no. like yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So shout out to the underdogs. Definitely. I have, I have another underdog, the one that Biao. Yes. Girl, sorry. I, I just got a little West Indian with it. <laughs> but her real I'm not even trying to butcher her name, but her first and middle name is Ebony Naomi. But she's from Canada. And she's Nigerian, so I think that mix together is going to produce what? Hot music, because she's a producer, and she started out at the rifle age of 17, and she started producing um, beats and records for people when she was in high school. She didn't even graduate, and she was already on some, uh, I guess, providing music for some heavy hitters, such yeah. as Canadian Native Drake, Mr. Champagne Poppy, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Scott. She was on Jay-Z's 2013 album, Magna Carta, mm-hmm. and um, for the song Holy Grail. And she's also produced for my island gal, um, Rihanna, the song Bitch Better Have My Money, which hey. is a, I feel like it's a female anthem within itself. When you want to get gritty with it, yes. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> cut that check. Mm-hmm. Throw me my coins. Stop playing games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she said in um, an interview regarding like the gender roles of being a woman in the music industry, which is a predominantly male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. She says, I don't really think about the whole gender thing. I see myself like any other producer, which I think is really great for her to say. So She's on the come up, and I can't wait to hear uh, more work that she has coming. And she's also worked with Kanye, Young Thug, Young Thug. So she's just, you know, popular on the scene. So let's play a song from this budding beat maker. And here is Bitch Better Have My Money by Moolala, yeah, yeah. Bitch Better Have My Money. Y'all should know me well enough. Forgot. I call the shot, shot, shot. 
like blah blah blah. Pay me what you want it. Don't act like you forgot. Bitch, but I have my money. Bitch, but I have my money. Pay me what you want it. Behind-the-scenes chick is all the way behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> she is actually, or was actually, I should, I should say, a music executive. Her name is Shanti Das. She was the ex- executive vice president of urban marketing and artist development at Universal Motown Records. And she also was an executive at LaFace Records. And she helped pioneer careers for Outkast, Goody Mob, TLC, Usher, Life Jennings, and so many others. Wow. And I think that it's important to highlight her because that's more on the corporate side. And those are the people that are doing like you know, the grunt work. They're the ones that are kind of, like, involved in the artists and repertoire and, you Making know, deal deals. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's murky waters with music labels today, but back then that was necessary, you know? Exactly. There was no social media and stuff like that. You really needed people who so, were, yeah, like, poor exactly. and to really, mm-hmm. like, you know, street teams exactly. yeah, be there for the artists. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You needed those people to vouch for you and mm-hmm. who believed in you. And I like love her story because she she actually went to Syracuse University where she um, she hosted her own hip hop radio show mm. at the school. And the, how she got into the industry in the first place, she was doing her own thing at that. And then she attended a event that Russell Simmons was at, and she just went up to him and was just like, "Hey, Russell, you don't know me, but at the end of today, I'm sure you will." <laughs> and she just like pushed herself and marketed herself towards these people and showed them what she was doing with her radio station. And she also hosted. A, she's the founder of R&B Live in New York City, which at the time it was like a live music series that showcased upcoming talent and unsigned talent. And she just utilized her connections to really help get people places. So I love that humbleness about her. So like um, Bevy says, she's also, well, what's her name? Bevy Smith? Bevy Smith, yes, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Bevy says her podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to listen to her podcast. She doesn't do it anymore. But Bevy Smith actually interviewed her, which is the first time that I heard about Shanti Das. Mm-hmm. And she asked her, like, you know, with both of them being um, people in the music industry and being women at that, she asked her, you know, you were at a time where people like um, Biggie and Tupac and like Diddy and all these people, you know, were really big back then. How did you survive the industry? What are your tips for other people? And she was just like, you just have to make sure that you present yourself as a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. There are people looking at, and I mean, you know, she's a pretty girl. Like, 
I mean, she's older now, but back then, you know, like being young, exactly being young, being the new face on the block at that. She's like, I had to gain respect. So she's a cute girl. People would look at her and try to holler her, but she would purposely dress in like baggy clothes and like try to fit in with the dudes. So they kind of coined her as like the little sister more so than like someone they want to. And she's like, you know, she didn't really like wearing those clothes, but she's like, I don't want them to see me in any other way than for my business and what I can do. Mm -hmm. So I thought that, I mean, you know, it's such that you have to do that, but I mean, I admire that she even thought of it that way Mm -hmm. and took that route instead of like kind of, you know, make connections other way. That shows her, that also shows her business qualities too, Mm -hmm. like for her to think so innovatively Mm -hmm. to make sure that she was about her business. And, you know, sometimes I feel like we also need to, I guess, recognize that as people like because we're all our own walking brand yeah so you have to represent yourself in a way that if you're about business make sure everything about you represents business if you're about music make sure everything represents that so be your brand exactly make sure your brand works for you exactly and she's like you know in the music industry especially everybody knows everybody everybody's Mm -hmm. talking to people Mm -hmm. you know you're going to these different events different music gatherings different meetings with people everyone talks so she's like I'm not trying to sleep with this person. They will tell their boys, yeah. their boys coming to me thinking I'm this. And yeah. that's word around town is getting about how I get around versus how I do my work. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, Shanti, okay, okay. Don't yeah. It's dangerous water. Don't at all. So in 2009, um, she was dealing with some personal issues in 2009. So she's no longer in the music industry. She was in the industry for, I think, 20 or 25 plus years that's how long she stayed in but in 2009 dealing with family issues she turned to another passion of hers which was speaking towards mental health Um, her dad unfortunately he committed suicide when she was younger and she was going through personal things herself and lost her uncle at a around that time as well who was kind of her father figure so she turned she actually does this new project now called silence the shame and it banishes the stigmatization of mental health issues and encourages others to seek help and speak about their issues to inspire others to do the same like a trickle effect kind of thing yeah i think that's a great platform because there's a lot of stigma towards mental health and especially the black community mm-hmm. um, is something that is not talked about sometimes they just say oh just pray, pray, it, about, pray it away, away. come to Jesus yeah. 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 it's not that simple yeah. Yeah. But that's why I like the church that I go to First Corinthians <laughs> <laughs> Baptist Church in Harlem because we have a, a wellness center too that is toward uh, targeted towards uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, the pastor says you can't pray everything away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you sometimes use... you need some prayer and some medicine. Yeah, and a doctor. Yeah, and a doctor. Yeah, so, you know, you gotta, I mean, if you are spiritual, ask God to guide you yeah. to someone who can help you, you know, because we're all like, people work as vessels to help mm-hmm. one another. So maybe God can work through someone. But yeah. Yeah. So, mental health is very important. So that's a great. Great thing that she's mm-hmm. doing. Definitely. I say definitely look, you know, she's a public speaker as well. So she tours different colleges and universities and talks about that. And she also wrote two books. The Hip Hop Professional. She has volume one and volume two. It's a woman's guide to climbing the ladder of success in the entertainment business. Where she basically talks about her come up in the industry and tips for women and how she did it and was able to succeed at doing it. So check those out. Check her out and see what else she's up to. Yay.
name. So the last category we have is triple threat. Oh, oh first. Yes. My triple threat lady is Miss Jackson. Miss Janet Jackson. Yes. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. <laughs> or Miss Jackson if you name Miss Jackson. Miss Janet. I mean, you're not lying to like, <laughs> I don't know who my Miss team. <laughs> <laughs> my government out there, but you know. Miss, uh, if you're nasty, so we all get a crumb. <laughs> I love her because yeah. I feel like Janet plays with the whole androgynous, what's that word? Androgynous? Androgynous. Because she, like, sometimes mm-hmm. she just, like, you know, like the boyish. Tomboyish. Tomboyish. She wears a baggy clothes. Like how Aaliyah did, yeah. Yeah, like how Aaliyah did. She, I think she kind of dibbled and dabbled with that a little bit with a lot of her music videos and early on when it was kind of mm-hmm. like... I guess kind of against the beaten path to be dressing like that, but mm-hmm. she pushed the envelope like that. And she's a triple threat because she can act. Poetic Justice, hello, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies with my boy Tupac. Hey. I love watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she can dance her ass off, and the girl can sing. Yes. Um, she just does a lot of different things, and she's super talented and amazing. And she's had a very great career i think she paved the way for the sierras the beyonce's definitely Definitely. it wasn't for janet i mean hello the woman can like dance someone off the stage Mm -hmm. i I used to love watching her live um show Mm -hmm. they used to always have it on hbo yes like yeah she would dance you off the stage and then pick a guy from the crowd oh my god We watched what? that. She my mother was like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Nothing." <laughs> just Janet freaking them guys down on the stage. Yeah, like he, I, I mean, there's many versions, yes, but there's the many. one that you we saw, all of them, they are on YouTube. You can watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, like, I know Trey Songz has that, you know, that song he invented, "Sex." No, I think Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson, please. She, yeah, she's a original. These men would be crying <laughs> and shaking. <laughs> Crazy. Sweating. Yeah. I mean, that's hard for a man, right, to maintain your tongue. Like, you're on stage in front of people. Yeah. Like, how do you keep that boy down? You don't. You don't. Let him rise on up. Let him use.
triple threats and that song is a classic yeah great song um so my triple threats is j-lo miss uh jennifer lopez jenny from the block jenny from the bx stand up (laughs) castle hill I'm from Jersey though, but yeah. uh, shouting out for you, T. Uh, uh, yes, thank you. Appreciate it. She got New York. Oh, that. I got New York. I got the Bronx. I'm back too. Yes. <laughs> All the boroughs. Yes, but J Lo is from the Bronx, as you guys should know. Boogie down. Uh huh. She is an actress, a dancer, a singer. She, mm. You know, she's known for her music. She started off as a fly girl. Mm. Um, and she um, was in the Janet Jackson's video. Yes, she was in Janet Jackson's video. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on a Living Color. As oh, well. yeah. yeah! She was a fly girl on a Living Color. Mm-hmm. Memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and she's um, in the headlines uh, as of late. Yes, she is dating A-Rod. <laughs> and was dating Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, or fling with or, Drake or whatever. Or fling or taking pictures with Drake. I don't know. <laughs> She's been making music for a long time. Uh, remember, um, if you have a little mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, What's the one where she's oh, like the dance video? Waiting for tonight. Oh, yes, that one. Yeah, so. J-Lo got some classics as well. Mm-hmm. You know? And Drake sampled one of her mm-hmm. classics. Drake sampled that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, on his new album, which we'll get into. Yes, we will talk. Stay about tuned. Yeah, another episode. Stay tuned. We got, we got opinions. We got opinions. <laughs> so can we um, play one yes. of the songs? So I chose "Get Right" because that is just a jam and mm. half to me. Mm-hmm. So here is J Lo, "Get Right."
J-Lo get right. She was also dancing her ass off uh, during that video. So that is a jam. Triple threat. Triple threat. Triple threat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latinas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Joey, who's your, yeah, Joey, who's your triple threat? My triple threat is my favorite Trini girl, Miss Vashtikola. Okay. She is also dubbed Downtown Sweetheart. She's yes. a music video director, filmmaker, artist, designer, mm-hmm. DJ. DJ, creative consultant, you name it, she does it. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's, she's great. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's great. She's very cool. She had some Jordans. Yeah, around. she designed them. She designed some sneakers. Mm-hmm. Yep, she DJs. I think she she has a party down on... um. At Soho House, is it? I think it's Soho House, I think. Um, yeah. Or she used to do it at Soho House. I don't yeah. know if she still does. Yeah, I think it was in... Yeah, I remember she used to have, like, a party, like, once a week or mm-hmm. so. DJing and that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's cool. She's cool. She um she directed the video for Justin Bieber's one time, which was his little debut. Oh. Remember that video? I don't know if you guys remember that video. When he was a little baby. Mm-hmm. Um, she did Justin Bieber. She did Tony by Solange. She did Waves by Joey Badass, which J. Cole sampled. Oh, Mm-hmm. And she also directed the video for Heaven at Night by Kid Cudi. Hey. Fun fact about Vashti, the first time I heard about her in high school, I was obsessed with Pharrell. <laughs> and they used to date. And oh, I remember they, for they dated for a long time. Really? Like a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was going to be the one. Me too. And they were so cute because they had like similar styles. And stuff like that. Very eccentric, very in the scene, you know, similar scene kind of. So I just remember being like, who's this trick? Who's this girl? Who's she? And then she's from Trinidad. So I'm like, okay, that's okay. Yeah, it's cool. It's that Trini. <laughs> it's that Trini. Get but you a West Indian woman. Don't change your life. <laughs> I can't say it any louder. <laughs> Get your life together. I can't. But she's totally on the scene. So definitely check her out. She might be DJing at a city near you. Yes, she is. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She's amazing. She's amazing. How old is she? Because she looks like she's 22. Black don't crack. Black don't crack. She's going to be young forever. Yeah. Like, literally. Mm -hmm. Literally forever. So, yeah, that's my triple threat. Cool. So, that was our, uh, I guess, categories. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Lovely ladies, you know, episode celebrating the women for uh, Women's National History Month. Can we do a, can I do an honorable mention? Do it. Beyonce. Ooh, I got another one. Well, (laughs) she doesn't act, but Ciara. (laughs) Okay. She dances and sings. Yeah. She doesn't act. She doesn't act. Not that I've seen anyway. What does she do then? She sings, she dances. Sings, dances. She's almost there. She's almost there. Maybe, maybe she's acting. We don't know. Yeah, maybe she'll hit up with Because <laughs> Ciara definitely is another one who I... Well, she also models. So True. Triple that, that True. Triple there we go. Yeah. Triple. There we go. Yeah, she models. So... And she's gorgeous. And all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, you know, come back to the little baby. Yeah. Her aunt, oh, wow. What a coincidence. Her aunt Beyonce are pregnant. Crazy how I did that. <laughs> yeah, true. But can we go to our uh, question of the day? Yes. So um, the question that we had to go along with this episode, we just wanted to talk about a specific topic about women in the music industry. So the question that I had today um was basically, how do you feel about women being overly sexualized in the music industry? 
Uh, this came up because I recently stumbled across an article um, on TheRinker.com written by Hannah Georgies, um, and it was titled, Tinashe Deserves Better. <laughs> I am a fan of Tinashe. I've said this before, and usually when I like say stuff about Tinashe on like Instagram, people are like, oh my god, you know, she's annoying, or no, no, no. And I don't want, I truly, I like her music, I think she's cute, I think she's cool, I think she's a good dancer, like I do... Um, I think she's very talented, but I do also understand and I also get frustrated with um, sometimes the images and the imagery that is put out there versus her music. Um, I personally don't have a problem with women being sexual and showing off their sexuality, whether it's through clothing or through song lyrics or through um, promotional pictures or, or music videos or whatever. But I, in her case, and you ladies can tell me what you think as well, in her case, I feel like there is some sort of a disconnect going on. Mm -hmm. I feel like she should be a lot more popular than she is mm -hmm. based on the music and what she puts out. But for some reason, I, and I don't necessarily understand why. I don't know if it's because her imagery is very just like... All over the place. All over it the is. place. Like <clears throat> sexual, mm -hmm. you know, but... Maybe there needs to be more of a balance. Maybe there needs to be, I just, I don't know what it is. But, um, yeah, so I read this article, and I thought the author had some really good points. Um, and I just wanted to bring this up to you ladies and just talk about what you guys think. How do you feel about, uh, maybe not just in Tanache's case, but about women in general in the music industry showcasing their sexuality in an over way? I think I have mixed feelings about it. So I first of all think that you don't have to not wear any clothing to sell a record. Mm -hmm. I think you can very much so do that. For example, I was talking to you guys about this earlier. Like in this, um, I got you live by the roots with you know Jill Scott, who actually wrote the record. You got me. Oh, you got, you got me. me. Yeah. Sorry. Woo. <laughs> you got me. Yes. By the roots, mm -hmm. um, featuring Jill Scott. She yeah. um, on the live version, she talks about. I got on all my clothes, but I can still sing, you know? So you don't really have to be super overly sexualized for people to get the message at the same time. But for some people, I think it works in terms of a marketing um, tactic into gaining uh, more fans. For example, I think Nicki Minaj over, overly sexualizes herself to the point where she, to gain more fans. And I feel like, she does it in a, I mean, she does it in a way for me, um, I guess because of the culture, the hip hop culture, hmm. but there's women who are in the hip hop culture who don't have to show their bodies out of the same way. Mm -hmm. And I, the only reason why I'm having this conversation about Nikki in that way is because of the whole beef with um, her and Remy and how people were saying they feel like if Remy was, I guess, more like sexy and she had mm -hmm. like the same features as Nikki, they feel like she would have gotten that crossover appeal. Mm -hmm. But Nikki is more of a marketing, she looks more marketable mm -hmm. to crossover to pop mm -hmm. and all those other things. Because, you know, we go back to imagery. You know, there's, I mean, I hate to do this, but she's like, Nikki's light skin, 
and then she has a big butt, and like you know, Remy's this. You I know, mean, but Remy's pretty shapely though. She is. She's a really great figure. She does, but okay. So you have on a if we're marketing like a magazine, I put Remy on the magazine, and I put Nikki. But Who's I don't Remy know. I feel like gravitate towards. Well, if I, Nikki is in a G string with her butt and her boobs out, that's gonna sell. More I know, but I game. feel like with the beef thing, I don't even think it has to do with the hypersexualization thing. I feel. When Nicki Minaj came out, she was not sexual. She was wearing fucking wigs, looking like Marge Simpson but from. She was naked. Yeah, but most of the time she's wearing like these yeah. big old cheetah things, but and she I feel was like also talking about sleeping with girls. Yeah, as well. I guess it's kind of lyrics. She's like, oh, uh, I mean, I feel like she wasn't being authentic to herself because that's I mean, not she who... has lyrics from when before she got signed, where she's talking about being with women. Like she does but have. But I feel like she just before. said it to she, I mean, say she it. Could have just so, said it just to add some. I guess quote unquote shock factor in there, but um, I can say be authentic to who you're like. If I'm yeah. talking about like I like girls, well, but I'm gonna be authentic, authentic. the whole way through. I'm not gonna switch it up when the time is convenient. I think I think only because okay, Nikki had like starships and all those those really poppy records where it's not she's not considered a hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. Like people, you know, people who don't listen to hip hop aren't listening to Remy Remy Ma. People who don't know Nicki Minaj know Nicki Minaj because she's all right. over the fucking radio. And she has been for so many years. And she has, like, those very radio-friendly and poppy songs like Starships mm-hmm. and will get played on D100. Nicki wasn't as sexual, like, imagery and look-wise as she was. Would she be as popular? Well, no, no, no. I'm just talking in terms of, like, the beef thing and her yes, rest. I'm yeah. talking about, I feel like the sexuality thing, the sexual thing didn't play in that. But yes, she's definitely using her body. Yeah. Obviously, she got fake ass. Yeah. She got a fake ass. So there's something within her that feels like she needs that in order to gain popularity. Because if she was comfortable in her, I mean, granted, you know, do whatever you want with your body, not body shaming. But you, there's something within you that feels like in order for me to compete with the competition, I need to get these ass shots. I need to get these. I don't know if she has breast implants, but yes. I. I need to do these things to my body to appeal to a certain kind of crowd or get that kind of appeal. I need to do that. Because if she didn't, she'd be mad regular. So I definitely think that plays a role. With Tanache on that aspect, I feel like I feel like she did not, or her marketing team or whatever, did not give her enough time to grow and present herself as an artist mm-hmm. before they put her in that category to be sexual. Because I feel like a lot of people still don't know what Tanache can bring to the table. They yeah. just know her from that two-on-one, and that's it. They don't, like, I feel like the only people that really know is that she's released an album and stuff like that are people who already listen to her. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, you know, someone else, they're not going to know. They don't know who she is. She hasn't really presented herself as what she can bring. It's just mm-hmm. sexual and doing the random photo shoots and stuff it goes like back that. To, like, when we, I think we discussed previously, like, with Miguel, how he had that whole, when he first came on the scene, mm-hmm. like, who is he? Like, what is he trying to say? And he said with, it himself. With his outfits. Like, it took him a while before yeah. he got comfortable knowing where yeah, he was and where he was. Wanted, wanted exactly. to represent himself. And he took that break that he needed to really figure out what he wanted to present and yeah. who who he likes. Because he's very stylish, as mm-hmm. we can see. And that's probably always been there. But he was saying, you know, his record label is the one that wanted him to be this futuristic kind yeah, of... Yeah, you remember those, like... When you still wearing jewelry, he is standing in the corner, like crazy coats, random with the big capes, and all this like so, yeah, futuristic looking. So yeah. there's still some time to save. 
Right? Yeah, she just needs she to kind of break away, I feel. So then, because when she brings herself back and presents herself the way um, she wants to be presented or mm-hmm. what she can really bring to the table, she will, that's actually, will be an introduction to people because a lot of people don't know her. Right. And I think that's a rare thing for, like, an artist. Like, some artists, you they come out, like, knowing who they are mm-hmm. as a person and a human being and knowing what they will and will not put up with. Mm-hmm. But if you go into this industry not knowing what you want to portray, mm-hmm. then it gets complicated for you. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of lose, you know, the focus of on the art mm-hmm. and then we're focused on what you're wearing and what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. She's very talented, so it's yeah, she that she should have to have this conversation about her trying to find herself. Yeah, I, I, think, I think whenever I see a promo, like a a photo shoot or like a music video, I can just tell, I just get the vibe as I'm seeing the products and what she puts out. Mm-hmm. I can tell that she's still finding herself. Mm-hmm. She's still trying to... Like she's experimenting Yeah, she's almost. experimenting. She's still trying to find the spot where she fits. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And I also brought up earlier, we were talking about this earlier today, that um, when you when you see her in interviews and stuff like that, she is a very cute, bubbly, friendly um, kind of girl. Um, off the bat, you don't necessarily see like this sexual woman. She's mm-hmm. very cute. She's you know she's tiny and petite. Right. She's very small. She has a really pretty smile. Mm-hmm. You know you see her as this like cute bubbly girl. So I think maybe these sexualized Im- images are sort of trying to show a different side of her. Mm-hmm. But it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, you look hot in a song, great, but <laughs> like where is the R and B music mm-hmm. that like you know like her Aquarius album fucking amazing mm-hmm. and I, I feel it. like yeah. ever since then her music has been here and there like she'll put out some real hot R&B and then she'll do a couple pop joints and then she'll come back with um, Flame that she Flame is the single that she released a couple days ago which she called a bop and that very <laughs> poppy very poppy I heard it. sounds more like a like a like a Britney-esque mm. sort of thing, a ballad, she's singing, but it's like, I don't know if they're trying to turn her into the, like, the black Britney Spears in a way. Might be. Or, but man, I, I just, you know, I just keep referring back to her mixtapes mm-hmm. and the Aquarius album, and that it, the sound just seems so different than what's being put out right now. Um, So I'm excited to see where she goes and what kind of images or what kind of music she'll put out. Uh, I'm definitely a fan, so I'm always willing to, like, hear, you know, what she puts out. But I think she is, you know, still trying to find that sweet Trying to find herself. I don't know. I think of, like, I mean, this is more in her lyrics, but I feel like, like, I think of someone like Janae, Janae Aiko. Yeah. You know, she took her break from music. She started when she was young and all that stuff. Like, she's not very sexual in her appearance. She's also very small, cute, and bubbly in her personality in her personality and interviews. Mm-hmm. But then she has the song called Maniac where she's talking about hopping on dick. Yeah. And she's like, okay, let's honestly think about this and have a conversation. Women like sex, too. We like sex just like the next person. So yeah. she talks about that in her lyrics. But she, you know, you can still listen to her because she's very earthy and vibey and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I feel like there's shock value when you hear lyrics like that coming from someone so small, but then you kind of think about it and you're like, all right, women can be sexual, that's fine. Yeah. But it she doesn't... also has a daughter, so... I know, that too. A child and all that stuff. So we know she's getting it. 
But I feel like her saying things like that for me anyway, it doesn't take away from like mm-hmm. her artistry because I have I see the other material that she's put out, so I'm yeah. able to see that balance. Yeah, see with a full Tanaka, person. Exactly. A full, different sides yeah, are a full Exactly, exactly. A full mm-hmm. circle. But with mm-hmm. Tanasha, yeah, we don't really get that because like I said, we don't know her style of music really. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I guess yeah. we'll have to stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see what else she can do. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to change gears a little bit. I wanted to like pay homage to uh, someone who actually celebrates women um, in one of his songs. I'm talking about Tupac. So a rapper with a heart. <laughs> yeah, feelings. Yeah. And, you know, his song, um, Keep, uh, Keep Your Head Up, is about women and the struggles of women in the black community. Um, I know at the time, the rape culture was never talked about, and he discusses it in his lyrics. And in an article, he, um, in an interview he had with Chuck Phillips, he said, now everybody got a song about black women. Who was writing that when I was writing about that? Who was writing about their own problems? I wasn't. I was talking about real problems. I was having real problems with the police. I was having really having problems in life and just being black and why the hell I gotta get stepped on so much <laughs> from Tupac so what he's basically saying is like why not just rap about some shit that's really happening and he kind of took that responsibility with this song and just kind of like paying homage to that you know women we do need to have a voice and I think he opened up the gates for everyone to feel free to talk about women's right right so I think that's one of the a, a really good example of someone seeing an issue and attacking it head on. And it's really refreshing for it to be from a male's perspective. Because I feel like sometimes as women, we don't think men understand our issues mm-hmm. as well. I mean, obviously they wouldn't because they're not a woman. Yeah. But they can sympathize. Yeah. They can sympathize. And especially, like, you know, um, I think he came from, like, a single-parent home. So he sees he it. he sees his mm-hmm. mom, you know, goes through the struggle. And he's in his communities, and he's seeing how these women are struggling. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really good that, you know, men, too, can show appreciation for women. Because, you know, without us, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So let's listen to a little bit of Tupac. Keep your head up. something my godson Elijah and little girl named Corinne. Say the black of the best, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give my honor to my sister's own welfare. Tupac is, if don't nobody else care. And uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot. When you come around the block, brothers clown a lot. But please don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up. Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your head up. And when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe him. And if you can't learn to love it, you should leave. Cause sister, you don't need And I ain't trying to gash up, I just call them how I see You know what makes me unhappy? that When brothers make babies and leave a young mother to be a cat And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman And I came from a woman I wonder why we take from our women Why we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women Time to heal our women, be real to our women and if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. 
so will the real men get up? I know you're fed up, ladies, but keep your head up. Keep your head up, especially during these trying times when we feel like our issues are at the forefront and we don't feel like we're getting the attention that we need. We got to come together and keep our head up. It's our bodies. We should do what we want with our bodies. Definitely. I went to the Women's March a few months back and that was quote by Tupac was actually on a lot of the posters that we saw. Yeah. That exact quote. Talking about men. Since we can't make one, we have no right to tell a woman when and where to To create create one. That was on a lot of the posters that I saw. And I was like, okay. So it shows you how music is able to reach people. I'm telling you. My favorite one was my neck, my back. (laughs) This pussy does grab back. That's crazy. Yes. So, Kia didn't even know. Kia didn't even know that that would be that pop. I know. She didn't even know. I was thinking about her. But anyway. She didn't know how to talk about it. I heard she was doing a... Uh, barbecues and are you serious? Yeah. Time got that hard. Like, I am. Unless she turns so it into a business and shit. My, like, my back at your baby shower. Oh, <laughs> that's how you got there in the first place. That's That's full circle right there. That's not even being sexual. I don't know. That's just like. Yeah. Well, okay, but anyway. So I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode on. Our Women in Music celebrating Women's History Month. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes where we're going to review Drake's More Life. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to hear a couple of um, different artists that we're currently listening to. So it's been Thank real. You. It's been real. And also let us know what you think about the topic of discussion, the question that we had, and what we discussed today. Let us know. Yes. Send us an email. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Views from the Chicks. Yes. Twitter, you know, they won't let you be great. You can only have so many characters, <laughs> so views. Is- they won't let you be great. No. What is our Twitter handle? Because we couldn't get views from the chicks. So we, we were forced. We were forced to abbreviate the views to VWS yes. from the chicks, and that's chicks with two X's. Yes. Okay. So we pop in on Twitter. We pop in. We pop in. Yeah. <laughs> Signing out. Signing out Bye again. Guys. I'm Joey. And I'm Team. And I'm Kwana. And we out. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>